0: Hello and welcome to the Fear Field Analysis Podcast. My name is Albert. I'm drinking flannel trousers from Riverwalk Brewing.
1: And my name is Javion Brabham. I'm drinking Marsha Zukoff's Imperial Stout by Cigar City Brewery.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Nice. It's UF hate week, man.
1: It's UF hate week.
0: Hate, hate,
1: hate. Yep, hate is in my heart.
0: There you go. <laughs> there you go.
1: Oh, I always hate Gators. I hate them uh-huh. more than I hate them more than U I mean UM
0: I hate UM more, but that's because You're from, I'm Miami. from down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm from there. That shit's personal. <laughs> that's personal. Uh the fucking okay. So Florida State, UF. UF's eight and two on the season. Um. this is this game doesn't mean it doesn't have any national title implications doesn't have any conference implications Florida's gonna play Alabama in the SEC championship game no matter what happens mm-hmm. Florida State is gonna go to some shitty bowl I mean I don't know if we beat them that, that might bring up our standing a good bit yeah. It's uh but most importantly, fuck the Gators, man. Fuck 'em.
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: And and this team this team needs to come out and play for something here. I mean, they they've shown better in the second half of the season than what we saw at the beginning of the year. But it it just would not sit right with me.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think even though we technically already had Senior Week for our seniors, this is a game that I know they desperately want. This senior class has the potential to be the first senior senior class in FSU history to go four and against Miami and Florida. And. Ooh. This is their final, you know, home game in Doak, in Tallahassee. You know, it's against Florida. Hated rivals. Mm -hmm. So there's no way there's not a player on this team that won't be jacked up. It's your rival, you know, team. And if you're not pumped for this game, I don't know what you're doing or why you're playing football. Like, this is the games that you dream of playing in, you know. So they will be ready. Now what happens in that game is up for debate, but in terms of being hyped for this game, being pumped for this game, being, you know, preparing as best possible through the week, this is the week, you know, that they will definitely be engaged for.
0: This is you know, it's funny, this game, Coach McIlwain aside, this is his second year at UF, right? Yes. That being aside, I mean it takes time for a team to transform. But this is still very much a must champ like UF team. I mean, you know, according to football or uh, football outsiders or uh, what is it Bill Connolly's S and P ratings, mm-hmm. the Gators have the number three defense in the country this year. I mean, it's they still have an elite defense, and their offense, eighty eight. So they still have a shit offense. I mean, this is this is essentially what we've seen the last couple of years anyways. And on the other side of that, the S&P ratings have us at Florida State with the number 5 offense in the country and the number 30 31 defense. Well, can, can which I? is Yeah, go ahead. Well, let
1: me say this. In terms of rankings of offense and defenses, I really think, I honestly, I've watched them play a few games this year, and I don't think that defense is elite. Like, the best offense they have gone against was Tennessee.
0: Mm -hmm. And And Tennessee put 30-some up on them, right?
1: 28, but close enough. So, outside of Tennessee, the second best offense they face is what? Arkansas, who put up 31 on them. And
0: yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah, Tennessee put 37 on them, man.
1: Nah, did they? I th- yeah, oh, they yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they did lose. Yeah, yeah, they – yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Tennessee put up 38 on them, and Arkansas put up 31. And that's legit the only def- – I mean, good – decently good offenses they played. And then LSU – you know they were in the what the red zone like five times and came away with like three points. So I mean LSU <laughs> could have put up big numbers had they not you know squandered their uh, opportunities. So I honestly, well, you know, even when I watched them play, I'm like, this is this is a good defense, but this is definitely not an elite defense.
0: That's kind of my fear though. That's kind of my fear because like even though we uh, Florida State has done really well in the red zone this year, like. And even though advanced metrics say our offense is top 10 in the country, it's supposed to be a a really good offense. Watching this team, I mean, against a stout D-line, against a stout goal-line defense, I don't know that we could punch it in between the tackles. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, uh, you know, with what Florida did to LSU last week, I get kind of worried of something similar happening to us, where we have to rely on a bunch of field goals when it gets in crunch time. I mean, they're gonna make. I mean, you know, they're gonna they're gonna make Dondre go underneath. They're gonna try to limit the big runs from Dalvin. They're probably gonna double up on Auden Tate and just make sure the big play doesn't happen.
1: Well, so, well, I think over the course of this season, um, our offense has shown that even against really good defenses, like Clemson has a good defense. I, I would say NC state has a solid defense. Um, we've seen, we've gone against some pretty good to, um, really good defenses. And we've still, for the most part, have been able to persistently move the ball up and down the field. Um, now, what's been really encouraging encouraging the past 2 weeks is we're not getting off to those slow starts that that we've become mm-hmm. accustomed to doing um over the past I guess 2 seasons now um, so if that Three trend 3 seasons man well yeah 2014 it, yeah too, 2014 yeah. so if that trend continues not saying we have to score touchdowns on our first two drives even though if that's the case that I would probably say that's ball game but even if we can score, you know, a touchdown in the first quarter and, and moving the ball, you know, up and down the field with some, you know, some success or some, some type of consistency, I think over time, because, like, we know, we know Florida's offense is not very good, we will eventually wear down that defense. Hmm.
0: So you're saying uh, ball control in this one.
1: Um, I think this game is going to look a lot li- like um, last year's game where um, neither team has an enormous success moving the ball, but um, because we're just a better offensive team, we were able to do enough and capitalize on um, basically the struggles of Florida's offense and kind of wear down that defense in the second half. Um, so Young, I
0: th- for me... For me, I look at this and, you know, without, like... You, you know, I like my advanced metrics plenty. And I did say Florida's defense is number three. They're actually number five. Um, but what I see is when Florida State has the ball, we're going to be... W- which ha- Florida State has a number five offense. And Florida has a number five defense. And, I, I mean, from the eye test, I don't... You know, you were saying I don't think this... This Florida defense is elite. I don't think the Florida State offense is, it's never felt like the number five offense in the country. I mean, they they do really well. They're efficient. But I'm going on a, you know, just from watching, it doesn't feel, this feels like the 2012 offense, where on paper they were amazing. But you just knew, like, you know, things weren't, it just never felt the right way. So, I think what what we're going to see is when Florida State has the ball, this game's going to be awesome. There's going to be some big plays from the defense from Florida. There's going to be some big offensive plays. This shit's going to look awesome. But when Florida has the ball, it's going to be a shit show. Florida's yeah. offense is rated number 88. Florida State's defense is rated number 31 in the country. So, it's going to be messy, I mean, with with those with those numbers alone, you should look at this and say F- Florida State should win this game. They mm-hmm. Should. Uh, but this season has taught us, you know, fucking fuck should. <laughs> I mean, these guys, uh, I don't know about this year's team, man. I thought these guys had learned plenty from 2015, and they've been looking better recently. They definitely. It took them fucking. Eight nine weeks to wake up, but they seem to actually be trying out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like they they this malaise infected the team for the first half of the season. This hey everyone, look at my recruiting ranking. <laughs> Isn't that shit beautiful? Look at that. I'm gonna be in the NFL in two years. I won't be a first round pick. Not that I can't. It's cause. Eh, I'll, that means I gotta kinda try. Fuck that. I'm not gonna try, I'll be a late second rounder, I'll still be a millionaire. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> but with this the the light switch kinda has flipped for this team. Whatever motivation issues they had at the beginning of the year, I won't say have been completely fixed, but this team seems to really want to go out there and win the game now. So if the numbers are telling us if the if if the metrics are saying like look Florida State should be winning this and the way the team has looked has been a we should be winning this you know now we start looking at the play on the field kind of the feel that we have for these squads uh Florida comes off playing an LSU game they did not want to play they they wanted nothing to do with that ball game they were being total bitches about the whole thing and fun enough where where they usually play a cupcake and can coast and relax they actually had to play a solid opponent in and LSU
1: a, and a game that mattered for them
0: uh huh so they come off that going into a game that doesn't really matter for their season and that's what this looks like to me is this is the best chance they've had to beat us since 2012 right
1: so, um, okay.
0: So if this is the best chance they have, you know, within them they got to be thinking like, you know, this is gonna be our shot. But at the same time, they just come off an emotional, shitty game with Alabama staring down the, you know, with Alabama waiting for them in Atlanta. Is this their trap game? <laughs> Is this Florida's trap game?
1: No, no, I don't think so. Watch, hey, watch, Watch. they're gonna
0: come out and not give a shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Here's here's why this is not a trap game for them. They've lost to us, what, three years in a row now, or something Uh like that? Yeah, they want to beat us. There is no doubt in my mind that Florida wants to come in here and beat us. Endoke. Under the lights. Because at the end of the day, they know they they secretly know in their hearts. They're not beating Alabama next week. <laughs> so, <laughs> they know. They know that. We all they know that. It in their, they, they feel it, it
0: in their plums. Yes. It uh, ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen.
1: <laughs> so, they know this is the game they need to win. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go down. You know, this would be the seniors on their team have never beaten Florida State. As weird as that sounds. But they have never beaten Florida State, and Jim McElwain, obviously, this is his second year. He also hasn't beaten Florida State yet, and he wants to take over the state. He wants to be the new Jimbo when Jimbo took over for Florida State. So mm-hmm. this game has a there's a lot at stake in terms of recruiting, bragging rights, Man, all those stuff. He could styles.
0: be no Jimbo. He's another oh oh.
1: I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm just saying what he is thinking. <laughs> this is yeah. what he's thinking. Uh, so they want this game. Like I said, if this, if this was like a nooner, maybe something like that, eh, maybe, but this is under the lights. This is prime time. It's going to be a packed house. Um, uh, so they want this game. They definitely want this game. They, they will be ready. This is going to be a slug fest, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I think, like I said, when we got the ball, you're going to see, the best parts of the game. Our best versus their best. Boom. When they have the ball, it's going to be sloppy as fuck. It's uh it's going to get messy, and that's going to deal with, you know, our strength versus their strength, our weakness versus their weakness. And just like just like I felt last year, our weakness is not as weak as theirs. Um our strength is on par with theirs, and that's it. I mean, that's you should be winning this game. Um it's a rivalry. We are playing all that's left for us in the season is pride right That's all we have
1: to me. this is a game where if we take care of business, I think we can easily win by at least a two two possessions. But the one thing that we just can't really know is that will keep this game close is losing the turnover on um, margin and special teams. Those are the two fears I have about this game, but you just don't know until it happens, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Does Aguirre make the kicks he's supposed to kick? I mean, supposed to make. Make the kicks he's supposed to make. Um, do we give up a big return in the punting game? Um, you know, does Francois throw an unfortunate pick? Granted, he's been really good about that this year.
0: Um, does Davin cook he floats put... them down the middle? I mean, yeah. Like they're yeah, going to be yeah. ball hawking. I mean, right, they... right.
1: He hasn't, he hasn't thrown a ton of picks. Um, uh, so it's, to me, it's about turnovers and special teams. I think that's what this game, if, if we do our jobs, you know, win the turnover battle or at very least, you know, it's an even turnover ba- battle. Um, if we do what we're supposed to do in, in um, the special team game, you know, make the kicks you're supposed to make, cover the punts, cover kick returns, do your job, make them drive the full field, you know, 80 yards at least, every possession, then we win the game. And there's no doubt in my mind. But if we don't do those two things, we can be sitting in the fourth quarter, you know, shaking, a little nervous. Mm -hmm. So, So,
0: yeah. So when you come to evenly matched teams, um... You know, you're talking about, like, predictive. Like, before the game, you're going to say something like, if you think it's going to end up with a one-score game, which I I actually think it will be a one-score game, across time, across every program, everything reverts to the mean. Everything goes to the middle, meaning everyone's got a 500 record uh, in one-score games. Mm -hmm. And that's because, just the way the stats work out, it's something like, in one-score games the team that has the final possession will win that game more than eighty percent of the time so if you got the ball to last you, you will usually score and win and that's just how football has worked for a long time now the Gators are 2-0 in one score games and Florida State is 2-2 now football season isn't long enough for everyone to revert to the mean so you know, your sample size isn't that high. But we're already at the 500. We've already had four games where we've seen this from both sides. And they've only tasted victory in the one-score games. And, and you know, I kind of make fun of people for doing the soft factors thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say we're going to win this based on soft factors alone. Because we should win based on hard data based right. on the metrics. Right. But when so past that, past that part of it. When we get to you know, ancillary sub the, the soft factors of the whole thing. You know, I really think what these guys are playing for is very different. And I think it's going to play I think it will play a role in the game. They they come off beating LSU. They got Alabama on deck. If they beat Alabama with the way college football playoff is put together, if they win the SEC with two losses, having, well, if they somehow beat us and they beat Alabama, they get to go to the fucking playoff. Right. And they get to think about championship. So, you know, it gets me thinking, you know, what are what's the message? What's McElwain's message to these guys? Because, oddly enough, the Florida Gators – in November, right now, can still win a national championship.
1: Technically, a yes. Lot. Yes.
0: Technically, yes. They, they, you can't rule them out. They'd have to beat us, they'd have to beat Alabama, and they'd have to sweep the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, for us, it's just pure pride. Pride and spoiler, right? right. And I'm curious to see how this team takes that. Because against Clemson, they played with pride. Yeah. They really did. And against Syracuse last week, our guys played with pride. Yeah. Because I was really curious to see against Syracuse, are our guys just going to lay down and just kind of go through the motions here and think this is like just practice? Yeah, even with Uh, Boston College. Because it doesn't matter. Mm Mm-hmm. But our guys played hard. They didn't didn't fuck around too much. They went out there, and they fucking won. And they won handedly, you know? Mm. So, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, it's an 8 o'clock game. Like you said, it's under the lights. The nation's eyes will be on both teams. I don't know how you can show up flat to a game like this. But both sides have a lot on the mental side. There's a lot of mental aspects they have to account for. With Florida, it's managing expectations, taking care of business, fueling the fucking hatred of the rivalry... And have you come to terms with not having defeated us in three, four seasons. And then with our guys, it's fueling that burning hatred. And beating the shit out of these fucking nerds, man. (laughs) So, what do you, how do you think this game ends up?
1: (coughs) I, well kind of like what I said before, you know, I think if we do the things that I described a little earlier in terms of taking care of the ball and doing what we need to do in terms of special teams, um, not giving up big plays on special teams, you know, making the kicks we're supposed to make, then I think, honestly, I feel really good about this game if we do those two things. Um, I think we could easily, well, I won't say easily, but I think we can win by 10 points. Uh, I think this is a... The first, like I said, I think the first person to 24 wins this game. And I, I can easily see us winning this 24-14 type thing. Or 20, say, 28-17 type game.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the game could be, like I said, I think it's going to be a one possession game. Okay. And I think, I think we could see something where we win... 28 24 uh 31 24 something like that. Okay. Um, e- maybe even a 30 24. We've yeah. got the kickers involved. It's oh. uh that that would make me nervous, two yeah. freshman kickers. You haven't really figured out what you what you have in either of them? Right. It's because they're freshman kickers, it's not a slight on Logan Tyler or fucking Baby Switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but it's a reflection <laughs> of them just being freshmen. And right. kickers uh, kickers are like fucking relievers in baseball. They're a fucking weird bunch. Yeah. And it's mainly mental with them. They clearly have the physical capabilities to get it done right. But uh you know, I I I'd be nervous to put the game in their hands. Right. Um so I hope it doesn't come down to that. I r- I really hope not. I don't okay. I don't i I wouldn't trust either of them to win the game for us on a field goal, but I hope we i could see like how about this? what would you prefer mm-hmm being up by four and the gators having the ball with two minutes to go
1: okay Ooh, Or I being where, down by i knew or being down by four <laughs> or being down
0: by four and us having the ball. Mm. with two minutes to go.
1: Okay. I would rather Florida have the ball, us up by four, and our defense got to get a stop. Because I think that plays – that puts their weakness on the field um versus putting their strength on the field. Because then the pressure is on them to score a touchdown.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you always want to have the points. Right. You always but... want to have the
1: points. And you know, I in that situation I don't know if I would like my red shirt freshman granted he's shown ability to do it, but I don't know if I want my red shirt freshman on the field driving the ball down the field against a a good defense. I don't think they're elite, but a good defense, you know, with the game on the line. <laughs>
0: I'd I don't rather, know, at 33 in the country,
1: that's a – I'd rather them have Appleby driving it against us in our defense. <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because here's a here's the thing, you know, I think we kind of forget about that, Um, that coming in this game, Florida does have a lot of injuries. I know one of their starting linebackers is going to be gone. They got Appleby. Yeah, um, right. Their uh, quarterback.
0: Anilza? Anzalone. An- 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 Z- Anzalone. Right. An- An- Z- so,
1: they're they're coming into this game a little beat up. So, uh-huh. I would rather their offense be on the field trying to, you know, go for the game winner versus us against them. And it plays into the whole crowd factor. You know, the crowd could be involved. It'd be loud. Mm-hmm. You know, being in dope, you know, especially in that situation, it would be going nuts in that situation, which, you know. It's the 12th man on the field. So I would rather that, that scenario. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. All what right. about – do you disagree or you agree?
0: I – uh if my entire basis for thinking that we win this game is our weakness not being as weak as theirs. Our weakness is at this point in the season is respectable. Right being number 33 in the country it's not respectable for a program of our stature it's inexcusable the reasons that make it so right but leaving all that stuff out of it the number 33 defense in the country is respectable that makes for a decent defense i won't even say above average i'll just say that's decent and Uh, if i had power five
1: yeah, and if I had to re-rank where – because, you know, those statistics are, are based on entire season. They're right? cumulative. Yeah, they're right. cumulative. So, who knows? Our defense is probably, as, as the way it is structured now, probably better than the 33rd best defense as it is constructed and right now. And that is
0: a very good point. Right. And that is an excellent point. Right. I Yeah, it's – if our first six games have made it so that we were 50 to 70 – and our recent play has pushed us all the way to 33. Then, yeah, it's safe It's safe to say that we're playing better than number th- 33 in the country. So, right. yeah. Yeah, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. We have a good defense out there. Right. Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I feel, no, I feel
1: you on the maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I,
0: don't, I, I do not trust them at all. Right. Um, Fair enough. But – but I think if we put the same question to the Gators, they, I think they'd be horrified at the prospect of having to drive down the field two minutes to go with their offense. Exactly. And that's what it comes down to, mm-hmm. is that even cumulatively, at the end of the year, that is the 88th offense in the country. Yep. McIlwain's McElwain, effect on this offense has not been that great. It has not. I was expecting something very different. I thought when McIlwain was going to start, we, I mean, when Muschamp left, this is what we had. Top five defense, number 90 offense in the country for UF. Mm-hmm. And I thought that over time, the recruiting and the expertise of Muschamp's defensive coaching were going to wane, and, but they'd be respectable. So let's say that defense continues to drop, You know, 15, 25, 30, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. But that McIlwain's offense would get better, but he's starting at 90, so how much better can he make it how quickly? So I thought even if he cuts that in half and he brings them into the top 40 offenses in the country, how good record-wise can a team with the number 20 defense and the number 40 offense be? And, you know... That hasn't happened. They've actually maintained their level of play to a certain extent with that defense, but they have not improved offensively as far as the stats show. So with that being said, I mean, they look better than Mustamp's offenses. They definitely do. Right. They're not starting try on at quarterback. quarterback.
1: So right. I think even I th- – Well, it pr- is, uh, let's project for a second in terms of Florida – I think the next problem McElwain is gonna run into is now that talent, at least especially defensively, that um, the previous coach what uh, just Lord, I just forgot his name.
0: <laughs> Muschamp Muschamp, yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. The, that talent boom. that Coach uh, Boom coach motherfucker Boo. <laughs> uh, with all the talent that Muschamp accumulated over his time at Florida, especially on defense, I think and we're kind of seeing it now that talent a lot of that talent is leaving for the NFL, graduating et cetera et cetera he's not replacing that defensive talent with other elite recruits if you look at you know a lot of their recruiting rankings based on last year currently now, and projecting for the future that talent is d- d- dwindling away it's sigu- is slowly dropping off and he's yeah. not he's not recruiting at the same level that Mush champ. Exactly. And that's going to create a whole other set of problems for him down the road.
0: Exactly. No, that's – that, and that's – you know, I was thinking that was going to happen. It just hasn't happened as fast as I thought it would be. But exactly, he's recruiting like Al Golden was recruiting. And, uh, well, you know what? I said – I figured Florida under McIlwain would end up with, let's say, in the short term would end up with, say, a number 20 defense and then a number 40 offense. So, what does a team look like? What teams out there are around that? And I have a team right here for you. Number eighteen defense in the country, number forty-three offense. An ACC team. Their record is seven and four. Ooh. Who are they?
1: Wake Forest. No, they're not. Miami. 7-4. Miami. Miami. Ah, there it is. <laughs>
0: They're recruiting at a level similar to Miami. Mm. I think that they're gonna settle at a place similar to Miami ranking wise and with their offense and defense split, and the results show seven and four eight and four seasons, eight and four seasons, maybe a nine and three season, and that's what they are similar teams to that north carolina uh Houston. Um, who else uh Appalachian State.
1: Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you dogging it, now? Nah. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: well, what would you rather have? Number 88 offense and number 5 defense, mm-hmm. or the number 48 offense and the number 20 defense?
1: Well, we saw we saw what, you know, number 5 offense, I mean, number 5 defense and the 80-something offense gets you. It gets you 4 and 8. So...
0: I mean so what you're saying is that <laughs> Florida wishes they were Appalachia State right? Now. Well, they might wish they they're <laughs>
1: they're, they're, they're Miami or some similar or North Carolina, North Carolina.
0: <laughs> Cuz they aren't too far apart. No, Appalachia not. State is 48 and 20. 48 uh ranked offense, number 20 ranked defense. Yeah, yeah. So
1: they're not as bad as that I mean, come on.
0: That's Now just so you know, just so you know these stats these metrics are adjusted to the opponent as well. Oh, okay. So, this isn't raw numbers. No, no. The S&P created by Bill Connolly, this thing takes into consideration strength the schedule, of schedule, right. and it adjusts to the opponents that you played. Right, right. So, so, just, I mean, I'm not, like, Appalachia State objectively has a better offense than them, and they don't have as good a defense, but... I don't know. Would you take twenty forty ahead of five ninety? Yeah. And the reason that I bring up that five ninety again is because that was the deal with Mustchamp and that's why they wanted to bring in an offensive-minded coach in McIlwain. Because mm-hmm. having the, the best defense in the league and a dirt poor, a fucking awful offense makes for sloppy, hard to watch football. It's it's not fun. It's not fun watching your elite defense have to be out there the whole game, and the first half they look amazing, but because they're out there the whole game, by the end of it they look like shit. And watching your offense go out there and step on their dicks every time they snap the ball, <laughs> so, so that's why they brought in McIlwain. But so far, and you know, to be fair, it's only the second, it's only the second season, but to be fair. Uh, yeah the metrics haven't shown any substantial change because they were essentially the same thing on their must champ Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so what are your favorite moments in florida state uf history
1: all right so i'm gonna kind of break this down all right so i i consider myself a new age um florida state fan because you know i i'm from south carolina i didn't I didn't know really anything about Florida State growing up, obviously. Um, I wasn't really exposed to Florida State until late in high school, obviously, because I applied. <laughs> um, so my, actually, my sophomore year in high school, my very first college football game was actually our band got invited to perform at the Gator Bowl. And Florida State was playing West Virginia. So that's how I first saw Florida State play for the very first time. So I, so my favorite moments are going to be based on the Florida games in which I will experience personally or I, since I've been a fan. So that's kind of a a fairly narrow window. All right. So my, I kind of have two moments. I'm still debating, but I'm going to say one of my favorite moments was 2010. I was in the stands, sitting in the student section, senior year. Florida had a, what, six-game win streak over us. And 2010 was like Jimbo Fisher's first year, new age, new era. And it was like, this is the year that we finally beat Florida. Urban Meyer's on the other sideline. So I'm sitting in the student section, and the game starts, and Florida scores a touchdown after we get a field goal. And it's like, oh, here we go again. Everyone had that same feeling in the stands. You can sense it. But after that, we go on a run and completely shut Florida down. And we're up 31-7. to 7. And it's late in the fourth quarter. Everyone's celebrating. You know, the game's over. Fireworks are going off. People are staying in the stands celebrating. People rip off the uh, benches out of the stadium. And we, like, throw it down on the field. So that's one of my favorite Florida State, Florida moments when we end the streak in two thousand ten and being there in that environment was like one of the my favorite experience from being an undergrad at FSU. Um, now my second favorite moment, this is probably one of my now that I think about it's probably one of my favorite moments of all time, is twenty thirteen, Florida State versus Florida. I know what this is. <laughs> <means. laughs> <laughs> so I know what this is. <laughs> so I I don't remember it might have been the I'm pretty sure it was the fourth quarter or late in the third quarter Jameis Winston well let me let me, before I tell you what happened so as we know um, Florida for some reason has gotten the nickname of DBU you know University uh, for defensive yeah, backs yeah. even though that's BS but anyway so keep that in mind so back to the fourth quarter of the 2013 game Jameis Winston throws a bomb I don't remember, it might have been like 30, 30, 40 yard, touch, oh, not touchdown, but pass to Kelvin Benjamin as he runs past Purifoy. Benjamin catches the ball, over shoulder falls. He gets up, not all the way up, but he gets on one knee and looks dead at Purifoy with this just this straight face. Complete silence just looks at him. Then he gets up and drops the ball. It's like, get the, get the hell out of here, son. Like, I lived for that moment. That was, like, one of my <laughs> favorite moments. I mean, Kevin Benjamin basically bitched their DBs the entire game. But that moment was just, like,
0: ice. on the cake. When he does that, he already has two touchdowns, I yes. think, in that it, game. Yes. And he already had that one touchdown in the second quarter where he broke every tackle. <laughs> yeah. Like, every DB on the field tries to tackle him, and he breaks, like, five tackles on a 35-yard touchdown catch, I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, what what you're describing, I mean, yeah, those are my two moments. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> those are my exact moments.
1: That, that moment yeah. to me was just, like, it basically painted the entire season in that one moment. Like yeah. it was just beautiful. <laughs> See
0: twenty ten for me, twenty ten for me, I uh, I got to Florida State in two thousand six. I, I transferred over from another school and I became a fan then. And I became a fan of a football team. I picked the wrong moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I was
0: there in '06 for the Wake Forest loss. I, I was standing in the stands uh, watching us lose 30 and nothing mm. uh, in the pouring ass rain. It was like 40, 50 degrees outside. Well, that shit sucked. Yeah. And getting ruined by UF through every year until 2010. So 2010 comes around, and all I want is to be competitive. Urban Meyer had already tried two things. He had already tried running up the score on us, and clearly holding back to not run up the score, which Mm -hmm. is just as bad, if not worse, than running up the score. Like doing stupid shit. Like, like I'll kneel the ball on third down so I could punt it from here. You know. So I just want it to be a game in 2010. I up until then, with the Urban Meyer coached UF teams against Florida State. It was like putting a fucking retarded 10-year-old in the ring against fucking Muhammad (laughs) Ali. Wow. Like, that shit was just, like, ugly to watch. Like, we had no chance at ever doing anything against these guys. So all I wanted when... All I wanted was, like, you know, maybe not a heavyweight fight, but you know, one of those fights that lead up to the heavyweight fight. So it's like, so you know, it's Muhammad Ali before he is the champ, you know, where he actually gets tested. He has to go 9, 10 rounds, and then maybe he gets a knockout in the 11th or some shit. But you know, something like that. I just want to be competitive. And then we beat them, and not only beat them, but we steal their souls. Mm-hmm. Not only that but Eddie Gran is I, on the sideline. I
1: was going to reference that.
0: <laughs> and he looks at Jimbo, and he goes, look at the scoreboard. You made their asses quit. Say he quit. <laughs> he quit. And sure as shit, a couple of weeks later, Urban Meyer has a fake heart attack. And he and literally a... quit. <laughs> and, and he literally fucking quit. <laughs> and that's beautiful, man. That You know, that that for me was like... That 2010 UF game was the first time as a Florida State fan that I was like, wow. Like, I am proud of this team. Mm-hmm. Up until then, like, I was a fan. I was a hardcore fan. But I fucking hated them. <laughs> I was like, fuck these guys. God damn it. But mm-hmm. 2010, man, that shit comes about. And it's like, look at that. Yeah. We're competing. Yep. And we're winning. Holy shit. And
1: then uh, later that night, Maryland beats NC State, and we go to the ACC championship game. It was a perfect night. That was a great night.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so yeah. And then that that and you know I'm 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 not I would not be considered a fan under any under any definition of the word of Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> but his performance against UF in 2013 makes up for any slight that he had up to that point.
1: I'm gonna remember that. I don't remember you said that. Alright. All right. <laughs>
0: All right. <laughs> you get Compy on the line. Mm-hmm. I want you to call him I didn't talk to him. <laughs> hey, this is
1: recorded. We got you on tape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pop in the tapes. <laughs> Y'all are gonna bring this shit up to the day I die. Y'all are gonna yeah. be like Hey, remember that time you actually gave Kelvin Benjamin credit. Or
1: something. <laughs> yeah, you say all fuck was forgiven. Yeah,
0: fuck I, you guys.
1: One moment that I, I, you know, we, I feel like I have to say, I think one of the greatest moments of all times in this in this um rivalry is the famous choke at Dope game in 1994, where Florida is up what 31 to three with 10, 10 or eleven minutes left in the fourth quarter and we come all the way back to tie the game. The game ended in a tie. But um, we did get to play them a few weeks later in the Sugar Bowl, and we won the game. So I think that, I honestly think that's probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest moments in this rivalry overall. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like I have to mention that moment too. Even though I wasn't a a Florida State fan at the time.
0: Yeah, near was I. I. I'm very, mm. very ignorant to the history
1: yeah.
0: of our program. Um, so yeah, I never got to see those games. I was not a college football fan in 1994. Yeah, but, neither was I. <laughs> but let's uh, let's fucking make history on Saturday. Yeah. Um. So besides that, how's your beer, Javin?
1: My beer. My beer is yeah. good, man. It's yeah. Very good. Mm hmm. So, I um, I went to Brass Tap here in Tallahassee over the weekend on Saturday. It was after the game. I was like, I want to grab a beer. Um, so I went there. You know, I'm all about picking something new, something I haven't tried. And I, as you know, I like stouts. So I literally looked at the at the menu. I was like, All right, I'll try this one. So this is the um, the Marshall uh, Zukoff. Imperial Stout. Stout. Hopefully I'm saying that name. I'm That's probably... a great name. That's yeah. That's a great
0: name for a Russian stout.
1: Well, here's the thing. So I was, you know, I was drinking it. It's, it's you know, it's a, obviously it's Imperial Stout. It's dark. It's a, It has a 11% um, ABV. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So, interesting enough, Um, when I saw the name of it, I was like, I wonder what this, like, what this title means. So, uh, two days ago, I was watching this documentary by um, Oliver Stone on Netflix. And, and they said the name of the beer that I was drinking, Marshall Zunikov. He was. Uh, uh,
0: Georgi Zukov. Yes. He, uh, he was the he was, uh, mastermind uh, right... behind the Soviet counterattack in 1942. Yes. Well, I mean, he,
1: to yes, 40, 43, 44. Um, so he was basically in charge of pushing the Nazis out of Russia as they were literally miles away from Moscow. It was the last, the last effort to keep, um, Russia afloat, keep Russia a country essentially, um, because they failed. They were on basically on the doorsteps of Moscow. Um, so he's in Russia. He's seen as this, um... Great figure, obviously. Um, so this beer is named after him. Um, you know
0: they still have they still have outside of Moscow. They still have the tank traps that were built erected when the Germans were just on the outskirts of Moscow.
1: Really, I did not know that.
0: Yeah, yeah if you go to if you go to Russia these days, you go to Moscow. They they're called hedgehogs. Ah, uh, uh, Three okay, okay. three steel I beams. Two of them in a at a right angle. Another one going along the spine of it. Those those are tank traps. You call them hedgehogs. They still got them out there. They still got a few hanging out as a monument Uh, to show this is how far the Germans got. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Georgi Zhukov. That guy was one of those great men in history so you're watching oliver stone's untold history huh
1: i am i'm currently watching it now uh, i just finished the uh, chapter eight i believe ronald reagan oh okay you're ahead of me you're ahead of okay. me I just, <laughs> I just start watching it yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's really yeah, that's a good. great show yeah man. yeah <laughs> it's really good yeah. that is a
0: great show
1: yeah we're giving history lessons today folks <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um so yeah so this beer um it's a russian imperial style um like I said, it's eleven percent IB, IB I'm sorry, A B V. Um, and it's obviously is a very dark um chocolate, espresso, um a hint of backstrap molasses. At least that's what I read oh. about it. Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> 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 Uh so it's an excellent beer. Um I think it's they brew it over the summer. It's available over the summer, but they like for it to kind of season for a few months. So now it's a time where it's like at its most ripe. Um, so Cigar City Brewing, I think most people know that's in, I believe, Tampa, Florida. Um, so it's one of the larger uh, brewing companies in the state of Florida. Um, and yeah, so this is a beer I definitely enjoy. I definitely like, you know, I'm all about the Imperial Stouts so Stouts. So it's full of f- flavor. I mean, it base it hits you as soon as you <laughs> take a sip. The flavor hits you instantly. Um, so yeah, definitely so recommend. What would you it. give that? What would you give that? Ooh, beer? I would give this. Hmm, I haven't thought about this part. I'll give this a two thousand thirteen Lamarcus Joiner.
0: Whoa, that yes. is
1: high praise. It is high praise. It's a great beer.
0: Jesus. Nice. Well, I'm drinking uh, Flannel Trousers from Riverwalk Brewing Company. Uh, and this is an English-style strong ale, hmm. um, which is an awesome name for a style of beer. It is an actual style. Um, and Riverwalk Brewing Company is by me. It's in uh, Newburyport, Massachusetts. Uh, so a really nice uh, nice area. Um, it's a small brewery. They they try to make some fun stuff. They keep things relatively simple. They don't go too nuts. And they're taking things in a slightly different direction. Like, a lot of microbreweries these days are going nuts with the IPAs. And uh, there's some great stuff out there, but it's also kind of like, you know, you kind of want to try something different every once in a while. Right. So, an English-style strong ale, I'd say, is like a step below but very much along the same vein of a barley wine. It's, uh, it's very malty. This one in the glass, it looks like an iced coffee. This thing is dark. I think you would like this a lot. Hmm. This is, uh, I'm digging it. I don't, I've tried a lot of barley wines, a lot of darker beers, and that's always been kind of my, uh, I I don't really dig into those too well. I, I don't really love those types of beers but this one and i really like this about some microbreweries this is an approachable style this is not working at the extremes this is you know i'm i'm kind of i kind of like some parts of this type of beer but i don't really love the whole experience it's a little too much for me and with many things beer can also be a, an issue of just uh, having an acquired taste for heavy malts mm-hmm. and this one a lot of chocolatiness, caramel, that kind of a stuff. seven um, point five percent A B V. So mm-hmm. for the style is actually relatively yeah. low. Across all beers it's kinda high. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. but but for this style of beer you would expect this to be in the double digits like something that you're usually drinking. <laughs> so for me, I'm liking this a lot. I am enjoying this. I do not like barley wines. But I think if I... I can honestly say I do enjoy English strong ales. So it's not very hoppy. The focus is not bitterness, hoppiness. The focus is heavy malt. And Hmm. it kind of rains it in a little bit. Makes it approachable. I dig it. I like this beer. Um, I will give this beer one. I will give this beer... You know, I'll give this beer... Three, uh, you made their asses quit, Jimbo. Out of five. <laughs> I'll give this three Eddie Grands out of five. All
1: right,
0: fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what have you been seeing around college football?
1: Honestly, the more I watch, the more frustrated I am with our season. <laughs> okay. Um, because I honestly think. There's every team with maybe, maybe the exception of one, everyone's average, average, average teams. Um, And when I look at the rankings, you know, when I look at Ohio State, particularly the latter, maybe the past, like, three or four weeks with Ohio State, like, Ohio State looks like another average team. Michigan... To me is a very average team that has it who's had the fortune of, of playing a extremely, extremely favorable schedule. Um Clemson, we should have beaten Clemson. Um Washington, I'm not a believer in Washington, I think they're average. Wisconsin, Penn State, same thing. Colorado, I think we could beat Colorado easily. Like I just see a lot of just averageness out there, which is like unfortunate because with the talent we have, if we lived up to the potential of our talent, I'm like, it would be us in Alabama in a championship, and there'd be no doubts in my mind. Like, we, you know what I'm saying? So that's where so my, I, fush, my frustration comes into I play. I see
0: what you're seeing, but I've come kind of to a different conclusion. Okay. Our bullshit aside, Florida State's fuck ups aside. I have found this to be one of the more most interesting seasons of college football I've ever tuned into. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's, interesting. Uh, Alabama. So I subscribe to this to, to this uh, kind of pattern of thought here, and that's that past events are the best indicator of future events. So if you want to predict what's going to happen, look at what's happened in the past. That's all I'm saying. Right? So, a team does not win the national championship with a true freshman at quarterback. And I'm talking about Alabama. Hmm. Alabama has played some close games. Um, on paper, they always look closer than they actually are because that defense is suffocating. That's their style. Um, but at the same time their their offense their identity has taken it's it's taken off since Lane Kiffin took over as offensive coordinator because even though you have games like a, a 34-6 versus University of Kentucky under which under any circumstances that's a solid victory but they could have put up 50-60 against them you have 10 nothing at LSU and you know, the, a 31-3 against Tennessee Chattanooga, they could have put up 80,90 against them if they wanted to. But for those in the big games, 52-6, USC. and that USC game is very different that USC team is very different from September to what it is now. Mm-hmm. But even so, 49-10, Tennessee. Uh, 51 to3 Mississippi state as little as two weeks ago they have potential to not only have that suffocating defense that we've seen in the past but now that offense is actually has grown beyond just having a game manager in control but at the end of the day that quarterback is a true freshman and i'm not saying it's impossible for alabama to win the championship i just think it's highly unlikely hmm. so when i look at the college uh, football playoff top 25 i mean i agree i see a lot of teams that are kind of all over the place here it's uh it's it's interesting though that we have washington wisconsin and Colorado, and Oklahoma State. Those are all in the top ten. That's awesome. It's to my severe disappointment that Penn State is number seven in the country. Uh, I still think they should not have a football team. But this season has been really interesting, man. Fucking Colorado's nine and two. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Washington lost to USC, but they're still number five. Wisconsin is right there at 9-2. and two. I mean, Wisconsin... And you mentioned Ohio State looking average. Bro, Wisconsin might win the Big Ten. They could. Because whoever wins the game uh Or was it the... Uh, on, on Saturday, Ohio mm-hmm. State-Michigan, has to face off against Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship. And Wisconsin can win. And if Wisconsin wins... With two losses, they win the Big Ten. They're in. And I don't give a shit, man. If if you don't win that conference, you're not in. That's it. Hmm. That is it. So, uh, I mean, looking around football, I think it's interesting that Clemson, even with a recent loss, is still number four. They're in. Um, I think that's really I – I actually think that's kind of cool for the committee to – excuse a loss, even a late season one, because they're willing to overlook earlier mid-season losses in the past. So, I think this playoff... I think this is the year. I think this is the year for a team outside. Well, I think not so much of that. But I think this is the year someone outside the blue bloods mm-hmm. to win it all. Fair enough. And I'm talking about Washington and Wisconsin. Even with an outside chance at Oklahoma well, Oklahoma State. Colorado if they beat Washington in the Pac twelve championship. Wait is Colorado and Pac hmm. Colorado and and Washington. They're in a uh, separate, yeah, they're north and south, right?
1: I think so. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the Pac-12 championship should end up being as long as as long as the results hold. It should be Washington and Colorado. Colorado might make it in. So, this is as interesting a year like last year, I was all in on Iowa and Navy making it happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> last year, I so desperately wanted Iowa and Navy for the national championship game. Uh, it did happen. Everything crumbled in the last week of the season. But I really, really wanted that to happen. And I still I still think we could get something really interesting here. Um, Alabama is clearly uh, by far... They, they look the best. Um, they've played great offense. They've played great defense. Sometimes they do both at the same time. But they've never failed to have one unit step up and win the game for them. Um, everyone else has had significant weaknesses. And I think that's really interesting. Because the biggest weakness amongst the top teams in the country is Alabama with the true freshman quarterback. Mm -hmm. I think once we I don't think it's a lock that Alabama beats Auburn no I don't see it Um, and so when we look around when we look around the country games to watch Um, today is what's today Wednesday yep November 23rd okay so for some reason LSU is playing Texas A&M tomorrow night okay okay wonderful but Friday games to watch Washington at Washington State Washington State is not a gimme Uh, Washington needs to come back uh, from that performance against USC and maintain their hopes at getting into the college football playoff which I think would be awesome because Chris Peterson he's the man that is a great fucking coach any games you're looking out for
1: uh, well, obviously the big one is Ohio State, um, Michigan. Um, You know, I think kind of like we have a potential for some chaos. I was, I, as you were talking, I was thinking, like, let's say Alabama, let's say they beat Auburn, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go, an SEC championship game, and they lose to Florida.
0: A three-loss Florida, of course.
1: A three-loss Florida, obviously.
0: At which point.
1: At which point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and let's say all right. So the Ohio State Michigan game. I'm assuming the loser most likely will be eliminated, most likely. But should let's be. say
0: should be eliminated, right? Should be.
1: All right. So the winner takes on Wisconsin. Let's say Wisconsin wins that game, which is you know could easily happen. So, so now that gives we have us
0: one team in Wisconsin.
1: Wisconsin. And let's say Clemson goes, which could very happen, very much happen, loses in the ACC championship game against, I'm assuming Virginia Tech.
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: All right. Then what happens? And let's say Washington loses to Colorado in the Pac-12, which could happen. So we this thing could get very, very interesting after uh, next week. We'll see what happens yeah, this I mean, weekend, but there could weekend, be some chaos after next. Here, here's week.
0: someone. Here's someone that you should watch if you're free on Friday at 5 p.m. on ESPN Two, out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, home okay. of the Broncos, home uh, of the Broncos, Waldo Stadium. My boy, PJ Fleck, head coach of Western Michigan is looking to have an undefeated regular season. Hey, man. He's only like 34 years old. Yeah. (laughs) As a young dude. He might win it all. He might. (laughs) Uh, Beyond that, uh, yeah, Michigan, Ohio State. um, I Uh, think Auburn can beat Alabama. I want Auburn to beat Alabama uh, because – Alabama will still go to the SEC championship against Florida. Yeah. But with a loss and possibly out of the top four, depending on how everything finishes up. Right. Navy, SMU, always got to root for Navy. Uh, Michigan State has failed themselves. But this weekend, they have the opportunity
1: Mm -hmm.
0: to make up for everything.
1: They almost did it last weekend.
0: They almost did. Now they need to do it for real because the fate of the free world depends upon it. (laughs) Michigan state is at Penn state and Penn state cannot be allowed. Fuck all. All right. They got to lose Wisconsin's playing Minnesota. They should win that easily. Um, the big, ga- big game to watch out for, I'll have this on the second screen while we're playing, is Utah at Colorado. There's something really cool about Colorado making it happen. I mean, once we entered the BCS era and recruiting turned into a big money business and became more scientific than art and gut feelings, and we got into the new, the new century, the new millennium, Teams that relied on national recruiting bases fell by the wayside. And I'm talking about specifically Colorado and Nebraska. Those teams both had precipitous falls. Those, both those teams just free-falled. And now, both of them have had good years. And Colorado's had an excellent season. So, I would love to see something happen there. Where Colorado can actually make it into the college football playoff. I'd be so fucking happy. That'd be cool. Not to mention, they have, if not the best, amongst the best uniform in college football. Did you see what they wore on Saturday? I did not. That shit was sexy, man. Look it up. That oh. shit, ooh. Oh, they <laughs> looked awesome. I'll check it out. Um, And then past that, it's us in Florida. There Mm -hmm. is the potential for a lot of crazy shit to happen here. It all revolves around Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn. Yep. Um, Outside of that, you know, Washington needs to hold serve. They need to beat Washington State. Because I want Washington State and Colorado. I want that game to matter. And whoever wins should be in the college football playoff. And I've generally been one to say Pac 12 football ain't shit, unless it's USC having a fucking run. But, th- I mean, those are two really good teams. And you've told me that you think Florida State beats Colorado. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I don't know. Mm hmm.
1: We'll see. After this week, it'll, we'll, we'll have a better idea of what this team has become. Yeah.
0: That's right. So, you got something else, man?
1: No, that's it. Um, I'm looking forward to the ACC winning the ACC-SEC Challenge for a third year in a row. So, that's, go. going, that's going to happen, I think, uh, as long as... Yeah, I mean, we should all host her. Clemson should beat South Carolina, and uh, Louisville should beat Kentucky. Should beat Kentucky, and I like our chances against Florida. And who knows, Georgia Tech? I I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Georgia.
0: Yeah, hey, you know what, Kirby for all for all his shit, Alabama, he never had to prepare for a triple option.
1: He did not. So that'd be
0: interesting. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, man. So it was awesome getting a beer with you, dude, uh, talking football. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening in to the podcast. Uh, we'll definitely be back next week talking about what's going on with the college football world. Hopefully we will be celebrating on the right side of a Florida State victory. Mm-hmm. And, again, thank you, everyone. Check out our SoundCloud. Check out our Facebook page. Twitter is at the BFA podcast. Um Everyone, enjoy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Javian. Thank you. And happy holidays, guys. We'll see you all next week.